Hot Press Podcast presents all the way from the literary and musical town of Listowel in County Kerry, Backstage at Mike the Pies. A podcast presented by Megan O'Donoghue. You're listening to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast with Megan O'Donoghue. I'm joined with two members of Fox Shaw, hailing from Limerick. Welcome to the show, boys. Thanks, Megan. Now, so I suppose introduce yourselves and tell us who's in Fox Shaw. Uh, my name's Manolis, I play guitar. I'm Kieran. I play bass. And we have Shane, Ronan and Morgan down below packing the gear. So you'd rather be up here being questioned? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. So how did Fox Stuff start? So we, I suppose it, it, f- the funny thing about us is that we actually all used to play in the same punk band. That was okay. pretty fox jaw. Now we were all in and out at different times. Yeah. Uh, but the core of that band was Shane and, and Morgan. Um, so when that band eventually did dissolve, Shane and Morgan joined up with Ronan, who had been in the band. They started as a three piece, okay. uh, took on a bass player, released some stuff, toured, uh, found that they wanted to broaden the sound, brought me in as, a, as an extra guitarist. Um, and then we got Sims on board at the same time as well. And we've been going in this iteration for about eight years now at this stage yeah yeah so we're we're still the newbies i guess you yeah. know but slightly bedded in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and where did the name foxtraw then start oh, so we were originally called foxtraw bounty hunters okay and obviously that's a mouthful yeah so you'd have people coming up to us out of their mind going what were you called foxtrot <laughs> so it just became a whole ordeal so when we were putting out the first album with the two of us on it yeah we decided that new beginnings new members everything like that so we just chopped off the bounty hunters and just stuck with fox job that's what everyone called us anyway so it, it worked out a bit yeah and i suppose you'd have a lot of inspiration between you in the band because there's a few of you there but where would your inspirations come from oh the venn diagram of what we listen to is insanely vast and what's in the middle intersection is it's probably quite small, but, yeah. but there's still a lot of overlap between all of us, just maybe not all five when you look at it that way. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, you know, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd probably have influences going right back to the classics kind of stuff, you know, uh, old, old school stuff, uh, right up to modern stuff. You know, personally, I love kind of shoegazy kind of stuff, uh, grunge kind of things, you know. Um, the Beatles are probably the biggest commonality with us all, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, really because it's it's about the songwriting i suppose then you know and, and they were the masters of it so um, yeah, completely. so yeah the, the sing songs in the band can be quite varied yeah but, yeah. but always fun yeah so where does um your writing session kind of what does that entail so um like I usually think. ronan will sketch out a rough idea okay and then he'll bring it to us in practice or he'll send us on a voice memo and we'll kind of bounce it back and forth between each other before we get in a room or yeah. we will all just get in the room and kind of hammer it out and just sometimes yeah sometimes he might just have a chorus sometimes he might just have a verse or sometimes he might have a start to finish song yeah it kind of varies but it all what he'll bring at the very start and what comes out at the very end is usually a bit different once we all get our grubby hands all over it you yeah. Know? yeah but that's that's kind of how it's always worked yeah so he yeah. just comes in and plants the seed Pretty and much, he, yeah, he helped yeah, grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for the last album, I suppose Ghost Parade, it was quite uh, an eclectic mix of styles. 
Um, but when it came to doing Breathing the Strange this time, we actually kept it quite consistent. The writing sessions were quite consistent. Yeah. Uh, we had done some things where we worked up some songs pre uh, in pre-production. Um, but generally, we, we just stuck to our practice base, kept our head down and just spent hours and hours just refining them and going through them. Um, so even though there's variety on the album, I think it has a very cohesive feel for, for that, you know. So mm-hmm. I can I can certainly hear that in, in the songs Definitely, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then I suppose the COVID-19 hitting hitting the world really in 2020 i mean you decided to release an album back in february we didn't know we, we, didn't, didn't, know. Know. <laughs> we didn't have a clue when like i mean we had all the dates booked we were waiting on it we had already everything sent to a pressing plant and the cds and everything and yeah. it was like it's not going back now i know we had everything announced and we got to play one gig and we were gearing up for a big run of dates yeah a whole boatload, yeah that the day that everything got shut down we were supposed to be playing the bbc session yeah we were supposed to be doing a bbc session and we were supposed to be leaving that morning and we were all texting each other going what what's happening are we going are we not is it happening and stuff so it was right on the just as as things were were shutting down so um look i'm glad we got the album out you know yeah it, it, it was we were working on it for for you know about a year between the writing and recording um, and if we'd had to wait until we were gigging again to release it, you know, it would have it would have felt like a long time and a long time between releases. Yeah. So it would have driven you mad as well. Yeah, Perhaps. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, uh, it would probably uh, having to get it out that time probably made us finish it. You know, rather yeah. than well, spend a little bit more time with this mix, and we probably never would have actually yeah, <laughs> finished if we, it. If so. we had known that it wasn't coming out in February, we would have dragged our heels on every fine little detail of it. Mm. We definitely would have. So yeah, it. it I'm glad it's out as well. Yeah. It's all for the best. And we got to do the, the covers as well out of, That's it, out yeah. of the lockdown. So it all happened for yeah. a reason. Things are so global, I suppose, that, you know, an album release, um, it's important that it's out there, I guess, you know, and it's yeah. accessible for people. Um, you know, playing live is fantastic. It's what we all love to do. But but I suppose that the first and foremost is that people can actually listen to the songs and access it and things like that. So at Definitely. least that's there, yeah. yeah. And people had plenty of time to listen to it. They did. Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> And then I suppose you mentioned the covers there. How did that go? So because we had the rug pulled out from under us, we didn't have anything to do. Like we couldn't work on songs because we had just brought out an album. That was kind of what we had been doing for a year. You wanted to break from that bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was something something to keep us entertained and something to not completely... Just something to lift our spirits a bit, to give us something to do. So we had kind of bounce the idea back and forth and it's like we'll give one a go and then when the first one was well received we're like yeah we'll do another one and then 10 weeks later we had an album a cover album done that we hadn't and it just happened that after we released we released the first one say on a friday or something and we we worked on the next one and we thought oh well well, let's let's work on the next one it just happened to be done by the friday as well and then then it became a thing (laughs) where we had to get them done for each weekend you know but i think that kind of like that spurred on creativity and you know decision making it's like okay we need to decide something it needs to sound like what and and stuff so it, it kept made, you on track. It was very, yeah, it was an yeah. interesting way to work, you know, and we still tried to um, pick songs, you know, that we liked or songs we thought we could do something with and, and still within the environs of not meeting each other. We never heard what each other was doing. So it was kind of, you know, having played in a band with each other for years, we probably could second guess a little bit, but it was still... It was a revelation. I was listening to the song for the first time when it went out, like everyone else. You yeah. know, I did my part, but I didn't know how the whole thing was going to sound. So um, so that, that was, that was kind of interesting, yeah. Any favourites? 
I, I'm a sucker for the, the Santana cover. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for cheesiness, but like, <laughs> it's just because it's a cheesy song. That Which one now? Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rob Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Banger. But, uh, the platinum multi-award yeah, winning album, Supernatural. Yeah, but uh, that, that one is my favourite in terms of the fun we had doing it, but in terms of the overall sound, it's George Michael. It's oh, kind of why we've... It's why we've taken that from the album is what we're doing live. I think it's the one that we all liked how it turned out the most in yeah. comparison to the original and just amongst ourselves, you know? Mm. But uh, yeah, sucker for the Santana. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about yourself? I, I kind of like the first one we did. We did the specials, Ghost Town. And we actually had done, we had actually covered that before. We were playing a festival with Jerry Dammers who wrote the song. And we just thought, we're at a festival, it's on an island. It's kind of got a craggy island vibe. Uh, let's do the national anthem. And we did it for that, you know. Um, and then when the covers idea came about, it was just something that we kind of had ready. So we did a different version of it. But um, I, I just love the specials and I love that song. So and, yeah. and it's a very, it's a very strange, unique song. And it's a very, I think, a hard song to cover and not, you know, maybe sound silly doing it. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of thought we struck the balance kind of well. And I really enjoyed the way that came out. Yeah. You're really good though because I mean you performed a cover tonight and you totally put your own swing on it. If we were like because we did such we did things like Britney Spears and things like that that it, there's no way that we could have done a Britney Spears song without making it sound like Foxtrot. Yeah. And the same goes for George Michael. I mean the, it's the furthest removed from the original that we could have made it while still making it sound like us. Yeah. And that was that was the biggest challenge I think of doing the, the covers was picking the song and then trying to figure out how we could make it that little bit different from yeah. what people would have expected and stuff so we were trying to not be too Foxjaw while doing it while still trying to <laughs> be Foxjaw it's, it was there was some awful back and forth stressful text chains when we were yeah. trying to get some of them together yeah we, we nearly broke up, I think, as a band. <laughs> we clearly don't like each other at all, do we? It's really cool, though, because by adapting, I mean, he really showed the challenge inside of creativity all over again for a musician, yeah. so it was really cool. And it was, it was not, I suppose, everyone uh, was kind of on a blank page when COVID hit. No one really knew what to do now. Um, yeah. So it was great that something fell in place for us and we had that, you know, okay, the album's, uh, the album's not been toured, but we have, you know, we've content coming out and, you know, yeah. Um, it got it kind of snowballed and it got really good uh, and at the end of it we ended up with a, a cover album that we gave away with you know our t-shirts so you do a pre-order for a t-shirt you get the new cover album with it you yeah. know so just a nice little uh, gift back I guess to people yeah. yeah I suppose that really reflects what Hot Press said about you going back a while ago when they turned around and said that you're an exciting sound that unquestionably is their own yeah I get, so I, even by doing the covers you're really shining that true once again and, and yeah, I guess that as, Sim, as Sims was saying, you know, we didn't want these songs to be, okay, well, here's our version of this, you know, yeah. we're playing it as much like it as we can, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's great that they picked up on that, yeah. yeah. Hello, and welcome to Mike the Pies and the Stole. We are Foxjaw. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, so this year we put out an album uh, that we were working on all of last year, and uh, that turned out to be a great idea. Poorly timed and yeah. poorly titled. Uh, yeah, it's titled Breathe in the Strange. Um, so that was fortuitous. But uh, this is the title song of that album. 
And I suppose live stream with a virtual audience versus a live audience. What's the feeling of difference to you? I was terrified starting it. Way really? more terrified than a, a live crowd. Yeah. It's mad. I yeah. suppose the camera is just in your... It's, it's very... Count, in your eyesight. It's very countdown yeah. and now you start and there's no plus or minuses. Yeah. You just go and yeah. you better be ready. Um, that's kind of terrifying, mildly, but mm. it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it... It doesn't actually feel like you're doing it when you're doing a live stream until 
you're literally like, oh, three, two, one. You're like, oh my God. Oh yeah, this is actually, this isn't just us standing in a room. People are going to see it. And that, that's when it kicks in for me. It's yeah. just the last 10 seconds I realize what's actually happening because someone is counting down. Whereas before it was just me and my friends in a room making noise, do you know? Yeah. Now all of a sudden there's people who can just go on Facebook and watch it. Like, yeah. like, I hadn't put the two together until the countdown. But yeah, I'd, I'd much rather people in front of me any day but if this is the way going forward i'm happy i'm happy that we're able to still do something Definitely, you know yeah yeah because yeah. i mean we went up until we started practicing for other voices we hadn't yeah, seen, hadn't each, seen other. each other in really? um, about eight months yeah, yeah. oh my god I'm yeah so the... we're all we're all in different parts of the country so yeah to get us all in the same room under normal circumstances can be a bit difficult but yeah and, and we literally met on Dolan's stage, Dolan's and Limerick. So it was yeah. kind of back, everyone back on the stage was the first time we actually saw yeah. each other all together. So, yeah. yeah. That's mad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose you kind of got to start all over again where Foxtrot began. Yeah, we, pretty much after a song or two. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can yeah, still do if this. There was, if there was anywhere that I wanted us to have to start back again, just doing it in Dolan's kind yeah. of made it, made it a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Dolan's, I suppose, is like a, a hometown venue. We we play there many times. You yeah. know, we practice there a couple of times. We've done we've done videos there. We've done live things, and and you know, so it's a it's a home away from home, and it was probably a great place to start back in. You know, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's great to have that as a as a band from Limerick as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dolan's have been nothing but amazing to us since yeah. the start of this, and every every band that we've been in throughout the years, we've all gone through Dolan's, and mm. we've been treated like nothing yeah, it's a similar thing to here though it's where the owner occupier is very invested in music for the yeah. sake of music and not for you know uh, just making a book yeah. um so they they invest in the bands and the people they get to know the people like that yeah. you know they culture yeah. that and then they're rewarded because their yeah. venue gets definitely you know, it's not just a tick off the list yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you know yeah. um so yeah yeah great yeah. great guys so what's next for foxtrot what's looking ahead to 2021 what's yeah. next we're going to take the COVID covers structure of bouncing things back and forth between us in our various locations and just start working on new stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we had a couple of ideas that weren't fully there by the time Breathing the Strange came about. So we have a bit of a jumping off point, but yeah. it'll still be the same as you send me this and we'll send this back and we'll all hear it for the first time in a couple of weeks when the mix is done, you know? Yeah. 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 We had good momentum, I think, by the end of the writing process for the last album. We were kind of, you know, we get a song idea, <clears throat> we pretty much had it done, you know, in a, in a day or two, it was ready to go. Um, so we had that momentum built up, you know, and it'd be nice to get that back again where we were firing on all cylinders, I guess, you know, and just, yeah. just able to, to, to get a lot of stuff done in the time we had, so yeah. And more gigs, hopefully, if, if they're allowed. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> Touch vaccine, so, yeah. And um, what do you love about Mike the Pies, then, as a music venue? I mean, the intimacy is on another level, but I suppose you, you yourselves were separated out on stage even tonight. Yeah. And without, a bo and, and without an audience as well. The audience thing I, I find hard. It, 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 it's hard to separate a filmed practice from this being as a live gig, you know, now yeah. and you need to interact. It is quite hard to do that because it does feel like there's a small wall there that you're just playing to. Yeah. That's um, why we always, us and the crew, we always. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but it's great. I mean, even the stage is just you could spend ten minutes on the stage just reading the the walls. But you that's know, it. Like if you look, it. if you look at all of the gigs that have gone on, I was looking at ones that I was just sickened that I wasn't at. Yeah. Because of the venue size and because of everything, so like I saw a cheerable one years ago in Dublin and that was a great gig but it was a bigger venue yeah. and I walked in and saw the poster I was like this is where I would have this is where you should have been playing ah! <laughs> and it's the same looking through and like seeing friends of ours that have played here and stuff like yeah. seeing the Hot Profits here would have been great mm. you know that that's that's what's making me want live gigs to come back is seeing what I've been missing in places yeah. and see just get reminded of things because We've all been in our bubbles since March that like it I forget what it's like being at gigs yeah. on a regular basis, you know? That uh looking at a, a three walls worth of posters just really made me miss everything about yeah. it, you know. That's only the half of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. And so with all the festivals and all the gigs, all the performances where would you rather be if you had to pick a gig tomorrow morning? We'd rather, rather be in Mike the Pies. This is our last song. Thanks so much for having us and for tuning in and whatever. Uh, it's been great. This is our last song. It's called Hijack.
Backstage at Mike the Pies was produced and presented by Megan O'Donoghue for Hot Press Podcasts.